Hi, my name is Jimmy Dowdy, and this is the JKD Sports Podcast. This is my very first podcast um, episode, and with this uh, show or podcast, um, I'd like to talk about sports. I'm a big sports guy. Um, I'm a senior at high school. Hopefully, I can uh, get accepted to San Jose State and major in kinesiology with a sports management concentration. And I really want to work in the sports industry. Um, I have a big passion for the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Cowboys. Those are my two uh, favorite teams for their respective sports. And with this podcast, I want to talk about them a lot. And if you're a huge Celtics fan, Cowboys fan, this is the podcast for you. I'm going to do weekly episodes about the Celtics uh, games during that week and recap them and talk about how they did bad or they did good. Um, some trade rumors, some, you know, just anything about Celtics. I'm going to do a weekly episode on them. And then with the Cowboys, since they're in the offseason right now, I'm going to do a probably every two weeks or so a bi-weekly episode about the Cowboys, the upcoming draft. Super Bowl just ended yesterday, so we got lots to talk about with the draft for them. And this is going to be mainly a one-man podcast with a few of my friends joining here and there. Now, today I'm going to talk about the Celtics uh, week um, this, this past week and about the games against the Warriors, the Kings, the Suns. And I'm going to bring in my friend RJ Fromm uh, to talk about the Clippers game because he's a huge Clippers fan. Now, let's get right into it. Okay, now first let's talk about my love for Boston Celtics. I want to introduce to you why I'm a big Boston Celtics fan and how I became a Cowboys fan. Now, during the 2009-2010 NBA Finals, it was the Lakers versus the Boston Celtics. Everybody else rooted for the one and only, the great one, rest in peace, one of the best ever to do it, Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. Now, me being different, I wanted to choose the other seat, the other, the other team. I didn't know anything about basketball. It was the first time I watched sports ever on TV. And there was somebody that really stood out to me. Wearing number five, wearing the green jersey, Kevin Garnett. And from that on, that point on, even though we lost that finals, I became a fan. I dedicated myself to bleed green. And that's how I became a Boston Celtics fan. Now, being a Cowboys fan is different. I get a lot of hate. But, you know, haters are your biggest fans. Uh, I became a Cowboys fan because of my dad. He has always been a Cowboys fan ever since he was uh, born, ever since he watched football. So it, it's just basic symbols, um, family. I, I just became a Cowboys fan just like that. Um, I didn't have a choice, but I'm glad I didn't have a choice because I'm a Cowboys fan. America's team, baby. All right. Now, with that being said, let's talk about this past week with the Boston Celtics schedule. We played the Warriors first. Um, during a five-game West Coast road trip, this is uh, we played the Warriors. I used to be, or the Warriors are my second um, favorite team, um, if you would say so. I used to live up there, and my friends were all Warriors fans, so I it just you know, I they were they were I didn't have anything wrong with them. But let's talk about let's let's talk about how the Celtics just just couldn't stop Stephen Curry. Now, with Marcus Smart being out with a calf strain for two to three weeks. It, it's an obvious – It's for all Celtics fans, it was obvious. Marcus Smart is a huge, 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 huge part of this team's defense 
and just overall leadership. He may be taking some stupid shots at times, but let's be honest. If Marcus Smart was in the game, Curry would have at least been checked. Nobody checked Stephen Curry that whole entire game. And if you were a Celtics fan, you were like, can somebody stop this man? And the question, the answer to that question is nobody could, except for Marcus Smart. So we need Marcus Smart as soon as possible to come back healthy and just playing some good old defense. Now, the, t- the, team, the team's overall energy during that game was subpar. We were just, we, we had no heart, had no passion. And that, that, that to me is what struck me the most. Um, except for Daniel Tice. Da- Daniel Tice and Grant Williams. Grant Williams had a phenomenal shooting performance. He went three for three from three-point land. And he had 15 points to end off the night. He had a great offensive game. Um, he has been, you know, losing minutes. He, he's been terrible prior to this week. I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I'm a big Grant fan uh, as a person, as a player. But that was that was the night he started getting his minutes back. Now, the player of the game to me is Daniel Tice. Jan- DT or T-Bone is what I call him because my dad calls him that. He was phenomenal that night. 28 minutes and... You may not you may not see it in the stats. He only got eight points, only got eleven board eleven boards. He had the most boards on our team, but um, our plus or minus with him, he had the he was the highest plus or minus on the team with tw- plus twenty four, and he shot one of two from three. Which if he starts to become a stretch four, that would he would he would make our team better. Stretch out the floor for JT, JB, Kemba. We'll talk about Kemba. Um. God, Kemba, jeez. He was 6 for 18. All right, uh, let's talk about Daniel Tice first. Now, Daniel Tice is my player of the game because he brought the energy that we were missing from Marcus Smart, and everybody just kind of flowed better when he was on the court. Um, terrible three-point shooting from from the, from everybody, except for Grant Williams. Uh, we shot as a collective 38.2%. JT was 4 of 10, which is, in my opinion, not good. Uh, Kemba was three of nine. Not good. Jalen Brown, JB, was one of six. My favorite player um, was not good. Uh, and we we had nothing coming off the bench. Neesmith didn't play, which, okay, Brad, if you're listening to this podcast, please play the man. He's our, he's probably our best shooter already. Why? Or why are, no, except for Payne Pritchard. Come on. Um, but he was injured at night, so we couldn't play Payne Pritchard. Now, yeah, dude. The Warriors, we outboarded them by 51 to 36. So, but that's not an excuse because, you know, Marquise Chris, James Wiseman, um, Kevin, Kevon Looney was out during that game too. He got injured midway through. And, dude, it was a bad performance. We, we almost lost to Juan Toscano Anderson. I didn't even know him until this year. But he, that I'm gonna give him props. He was really good. He got he brought energy to the team. At points, he was killing us. Um, the be- the bench was terrible that night, except for apart um, from Grant Williams, who played pretty well. But the overall overall breakdown of that game, you know, JT had 27 points, nine of 19 for shooting, which is terrible in my my opinion. He was one rebound away from a double double. Um, but overall. Although we won 111 to 107, 
We almost choked that game, by the way. Grant Williams had a phenomenal three coming into the game to give us back the lead, then turns it over, then fouls Curry to give him the and one play, and Curry was automatic, and then they started heating up again. But we couldn't stop him. But overall, Daniel Tice, player of the game, he kept his team alive, energized, and it was a stressful game to watch. Now let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. I'm going to be honest. This game was horrendous. I, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, we just look, look terrible. We lost to the Sacramento Kings team that really didn't do anything to change our game. We just couldn't hit shots. We were 33% from three. Uh, JB shot seven of 18. That was his that was his worst game by far. He had 21 points, however. Uh, JT also had 27 again. He had 10 assists and one rebound away from 10. Almost had a triple-double. But he shot... Two of ten. Two of ten from three. I guarantee you. I guarantee you I shot five of ten at least from NBA range. That's how, that's how good of a shooter I am. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, It, it was just a bad game. Um, I really don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to, what to say. It was a. The Kings out hustled us on everything. They outmanned us. They had they held runs against us. Their bench did better than us. Uh, the points in the paint, we did well. We just couldn't shoot. They had second-chance points that we didn't have. And Asan Whiteside killed us. He absolutely killed us and showed the fact that we need a big man. Now, Celtics, we obviously know we need shooting and a big presence on the, in the paint. And that this Sacramento Kings game that we played this past week was the very defining game that showed us that Danny Ainge needs to go out there and find a big man to do so. Because Hassan Whiteside killed us. Um, Marvin Bagley killed us. Recon Holmes killed us. And then we just we couldn't shoot. So we couldn't go in the paint. We couldn't get boards. The Kings just out, literally outmanned us everything. It was a bad game. Aaron e. Smith didn't play again once again. Don't know why. It was a it was an awful game. Props to the Kings though. They look they look pretty good right now. I'm kind of surprised, but yeah. Now let's skip the Clippers game. I'm gonna bring on my friend RJ later for that. But let's talk about uh, yesterday's game. Oh wait, actually, let's go back to this. Let's go. Let's go back to the Kings real quick. Harrison Barnes, I think, would be a perfect fit for the Celtics using the trade exception that we have, the largest in in history, uh, contractually. Um, he brings in the much needed wing depth that we need off the bench, good size, good frame, can shoot the ball really well. Um, except for he, he was one of seven that game, but he, he can, he scored 24 points for the Kings. And I really do think Harrison Barnes, Nikola Vucevic, or Aaron Gordon could be a perfect fit for the Celtics. Um, so I hope Danny Ainge just... Because, dude, the Kings game just showed us that we need help off the bench and a big man. Now, let's go back to yesterday's game. Yesterday's game against the Suns was a stressful one again. Um, on the road, Peyton Pritchard plays, comes back um, like to his old, old standard. Um, he played against the Clippers. He didn't look very good, but he comes back against the Suns. He's my player of the game. Uh, he was key um, part of a mini run that we had. He shot three for three from um, three and they were all deep and he got us back and we were only down 
I'd say three or two points, but we could never get over that hump. We could never get the lead. I don't. We didn't have the lead all game. We were down at one point by 17. Macau Bridges was unguardable. CP3 at the end of the at the end of the fourth was unguardable. Devin Booker sealed us with the mid range on Kemba Walker, who once again had a horrendous game. Four of twenty from from the field. Four twenty. Four of twenty. He was four of eleven. Eleven of those sh- eleven of those twenty shots were three pointers, and he only made four. And he made four shots in the whole game. Are you joking? Are you are like like bro? Distribute the ball. Uh, J J T had twenty three points. He had a bad shooting uh, performance again. Three of seven from the three point line. Um, Grant Williams. Oh my God. Let's talk about Grant this game. Okay. Now one thing he was great on the offensive side of the ball. Um, pick and rolls, just shooting, spreading out the spacing of the floor. But defensively, he was a liability that game. He could not stop Frank Kaminsky. He could not stop DeAndre. DeAndre Aiden literally just bullied him down the paint in the restricted line. What at one point I remember during the game, and it it was a it was a bad game from our starters. But the bench the bench had a good game. They had thirty six of ninety one points, and we really we had we it was. Let me let me cool down because yesterday was I was livid. It was so bad. We shot thirty five percent from the field, the whole entire court. We shot thirty five percent. Thirty five. Let me repeat that. Three five. Okay. The Suns scored f- nearly fifty percent from the field, um, although their three point percentage was not as good as ours. The only reason why we were in that game, to be honest, was because of our three points, which for some reason. We're going in for Peyton Pritchard, um, for D, uh, T-Bone, Daniel Tice. Jeff Teague finally did something outside of the range, but he still needs to fix that floater game. Golly. Like, Neesmith, like, why doesn't he play again is my question that I, have you noticed, repeatedly been asking. Now, overall, I say this road trip. We ended off uh, tomorrow against this, um, the Jazz, who are hot right now. But overall, this this road trip has been um, pretty subpar. We should have lost against the Warriors. We did lose to the Suns and the Kings. Both games were terrible, god awful. Kemba Walker, it he he played terrible in both those games, and it shows how, in my opinion, JB and JT is the future of this franchise. Yes, they're the dynamic duo. But if Kemba Walker plays poorly, this whole team struggles, and it whether it be shooting whether it be just distributing. If Kemba Walker doesn't have a good game, the Celtics need the bench to step up, and they need JT and JB to do more. They need Kemba to do less if he's doing poorly. Just let him distribute more. They don't need him to shoot. They don't need him to find his spots. But um, that's that's about, about it for the week. And now we're going to talk about my favorite game of the year so far against the LA Clippers, um, and I'm going to bring in my friend, Mr. RJ Fromm. So stay tuned for that. All right. Now, here's my first guest on the JKD Sports Podcast, my friend, the one and only RJ Fromm. He's a fellow basketball um, teammate or ex basketball teammate, um, one of my good friends. He, uh, he has his own podcast, the Christian Six Man Podcast. 
So um, hear him, hear him talk about it. Here we go. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast, Jimmy. Super hyped to be here. As you say, my name is RJ. I'm uh, the host of the Christian Six Man Podcast, which is an amazing podcast I've been putting together for the fa- last few months. And it's pretty much a podcast about Christianity and our faith. And kind of just has to relate a little bit with basketball because I am into basketball, football, and sports. I wanted to kind of be like an energizer, which is what a six man is like. I mean, you look at Marcus Smart on the Boston Celtics. You look at Lou Williams off the bench for the Los Angeles Clippers. These are both energizers that come off the bench, score some buckets, get you some stops. And just I think that's what the Christian Six Man Podcast is able to do is give you a little energy into your day and give you a little motivation. All right. So there you have it. If you have time, feel free to go over and check out his podcast. And let's talk about now. Okay. So RJ is a Clippers fan. And I'm a Celtics fan. And if COVID wasn't around, me and him probably would have watched this game in real life. And I probably would have gone jumped because the Celtics won. So, um, RJ, let's talk about what the, Celt- the Celtics did to uh, make the Clippers lose that game. Because you guys were leading the whole entire game. Yeah. I was, So, watching this game gave me a lot of uh, get a lot of anxiety now for Clippers whenever they go up double digits. And it's something that I'm not very uh, excited about. But, I mean, like Jimmy was saying, Clippers were up the whole game pretty much. And, I mean, playing really solid. It was a game without Jalen Brown, without Marcus Smart, without Paul George, without Patrick Beverly. Four key guys for both teams. And I think it would have been really just wanted a good game to happen. But I think, really, the Celtics just out-hustled us at the end. Yeah. Did you, didn't you guys have, like, um, was it, like, seven turnovers in the fourth? Something like that? It was a high Something number. Like but it was... The, I think at the end of the game, it was 6-16 to 16 in the turnover battle. And, yeah. I mean, when, you, when you're only turning the ball over six times, you're going to have a good game and forcing the Clippers to turn it over 16 times, which is something that we're getting a little bit too used to, I think. But um, some definitely is like the main reason you guys put together a win in that game because it's hard to stop a team like the Clippers when they're shooting 51% from the field, when they're coming out of the gates and they're firing all, on all cylinders without PG. And so, yeah, it, Dude, it was a good game, though. It was a good game. And imagine if JB, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, and Marcus Smart chirping. Dude, that would have been such a fun game, especially with fans. But um, even without them, it was still a good game. Carson Edwards was a really – that was his best game of the year. Earned him a starting um, game the next against the Suns. And overall, Jason Tatum had a great game. Um, we couldn't stop Luke Kennard in the first half of the – game from shooting he was literally pissing me off every time he'd shoot the ball i i was like why would you pay luke Kennard um 84 million was it for three years i was like why would you pay that man and there he yeah. goes just kills us um but okay Kawhi, he had a good game in the in like the very beginning right he was having a Kawhi game normal Kawhi game and then towards the end of the fourth he was missing the shots he missed the three-pointer and he missed the key um, mid-range against, I think it was Kemba, right? Or was it Javante? Ooh, um, I forget who that two was against, the little mid-range on the right side. Yeah, he, he missed that key shot, bounced off the far um, back iron. But let, talk about how Kawhi kind of like, I don't want to say choke, but he he didn't show up in the final moments as your closer. Yeah, so that three-pointer, I remember listening to the game. I think, was it Richard Jefferson that was calling it, right? Yeah, Richard Jefferson. Say. Okay, by the way, Richard Jefferson, if you're listening, bro, do some golf uh, games because <laughs> you're really quiet, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Richard's got to bring some more exciting juice to the game. But For real. It's definitely, he's got some good feedback on it. And I want to say there's one point that he made when he, Kawhi shot in that three. Like, it was a good look. Like, it was a decent look. It but was. I think Kawhi, being who Kawhi is, should have went into get a mid-range or go get a dunk. Like, yeah. he's finishing in above 80% rate at the rim this year. Really? So, wow. I mean, yeah. So, I would love to see him get to the rim in that situation. And also, like, that mid-range shot – that's a normal quad shot that goes down. Should have went down, but I was kind of surprised we didn't go to Lou in that situation. Yeah, we started heating up in the fourth quarter. I was surprised too. Yeah, he like, had he had four the in the half, first half. He no, yeah, he had he had four or three or something like that, and he was paying um, Carson Edwards. He just bodied him over. He could we couldn't stop Lou Williams in the fourth, and you guys went to your closer in Kawhi, and I was shook too. He missed the two key shots. Um, you guys didn't go to Lou Williams. I was sh- I was flabbergasted, and then we we started getting a lead, but then you guys started to come back again. And I was like, oh, please don't choke this Celtics like we always do. Uh, I was already mad at the like the whole entire game, and like the Celtics comments on the post every time they do score is so funny. They always say trade Kemba Kemba right now. He's such a liability, like such for fan from profanity. And I'm just I was like maybe we- it is time to trade Kemba. But um, speaking of trades, RJ, I heard some rumors that Lou Williams is on the trade block. Um, do you have any news about that? So based off my sources, whether it be Tomar, whether it be Farbod, or any of my guys out there on Twitter, um, Lou was going to be traded for Derrick Rose yesterday. Derrick Rose? Gonna be, it was going to be Lou Will and Patrick Patterson for D. Rose and a second-round pick. But huh. trade fell through. Okay. And it didn't happen, which I'm kind of excited about because I don't think D Rose is the type of guy we want back for Lou. Yeah. We don't need an offensive guy back. Yeah. Right. Um, what we do need is, I know a lot of people have been hearing the zoo, the Zoe rumors going around, the Lou for Zoe. Yeah. And I don't really like Zoe that much. Maybe <laughs> just because he's a ball, but <laughs> I'm looking at like a Lou Will for like. I don't know, maybe Chris Dunn of the Hawks. Chris Dunn, no, that's good. I don't know. I'm thinking more of a defensive guy that can come off the bench because we already got Reggie Jackson. Yeah. He's an offensive guy. He's finding a little bit of rhythm right now. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that Lou has done a, a great job. I think that he's foundational in our team, so I don't think that we'll end up trading him. I think he'll end up staying on the roster and retire after this year. Yeah. He said he wants to retire with the Clippers. Yeah, he is having an off year so far. Pretty slow start, but it's still Lemon Lou Pepper, you know, Lou Williams, and he's he's still a beast on the offensive side of the um the game. Um, now let's talk about the Celtics the Celtics Clippers game one more time. Um, Daniel Tice uh, didn't play towards the half. He had a knee in, knee injury, um, had soreness, but let's let's talk about um RJ's. Player of the week, uh, and is X Factor. So RJ, take it over. Yeah. So this is where we get into a little bit of the from bomb segment right here. But I think that player of the week for the Celtics was Jason Tatum. Obviously, it's a pretty. You're gonna go between Tatum and Jalen Brown a lot this year, but Tatum absolutely killed it in the absence of Jalen Brown at the end of this week, and he was pretty much like one of the key players for the Celtics all week. He had the best plus minus in the game besides Carson Edwards against the Clippers. 
And so I think Tatum just really displayed the superstar that he's turning into. And, I mean, you listen to the jump, you listen to the first take, they are talking about how this guy is just continuing to develop. He's adding one new thing each year like Kobe used to. And I think Tatum's just had a great week this week. But going along with that, it's not always the stats that tell us about the player. And going into sports analytics next year, I know that going into this, data doesn't define a player, right? Very true, very true. You can look at Tatum, obviously player of the week. But we're not going to just hand out one award this week. We're going to be handing out two with X Factor of the Week going to Grant Williams out of the University of Tennessee. And I think Grant has had a great time coming into the NBA. Year two now, right, I believe? Yeah, year two. And, Um, I mean – Go ahead, go ahead. 32 minutes against the Clippers. And, like, no one when they drafted Grant Williams was expecting this out of him already. And, I mean, he comes into the game – 11 points, he has four rebounds, two assists. I mean, that's a decent stat line. Three personal fouls, but he was playing some lockdown defense that whole game, whether it be against Kennard in the second half, Kawhi, a little bit against Batum, who has had a resurging week. Dude, and I think that... But Batum... Just- <laughs> sorry, Batum killed us too, bro. I, I want to talk about Batum. He, I was like, he's washed. He doesn't deserve this contract. Just again, just killed the Celtics on the three, especially. But uh, continue with Grant. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> All good. But yeah, I just think Grant's having a great year, and I think Brad Stevens, obviously, coached the year candidate every year he's been in the league. But he's using Grant in a way that allows him to get efficient minutes. He has a nine point four per, which is decent for where he's playing right now. He's gained almost six points a game, three rebounds, and one assist. But he's shooting forty seven percent from three. Like, dude, you have to respect his range right now. He's getting some stuff that is allowing him to continue to up the minutes. But I think it allows him also to be a matchup guy. So if you're playing a team with a lot of good wings, you're allowed to play Grant. Whereas you're playing a team of guards, you're not going to play him as much. Yeah. And so that's something that Brad's doing really well is playing Grant in a few games where he needs to be played. And he's doing the same thing with Daniel Tyson and Tristan Thompson as well. Yeah. Um. How? Okay, so with Grant – um, as RJ says, like the stats, you know, it really doesn't define a player. If you watch them in the games, I w- I've watched every single, um, Celtics game this year, my first year doing so, I got the NBA league pass and Grant towards the beginning, um, started off really poorly. And then this, this past road trip, he picked it back up. Like RJ said, he's, uh, shooting 47 from three. Um, and he's starting to get his minutes back like he did in the bubble. So I'm really happy about Grant, and he is the X-Factor player of the week, as RJ said, and that's 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 it for the Clippers Clippers game. Um, that's it for the Celtics weekly recap. Tomorrow we play the Jazz, and then we'll talk about – we'll talk about their schedule um, in a minute. But, um, yep, stay tuned. Okay, so our upcoming schedule goes the following. We got the Jazz tomorrow um, on the road. Uh, then we got a home stretch, two-game home stretch against the Raptors on Thursday and then the Pistons on Friday. Hopefully we beat both those teams. Uh, and then back on the road on Sunday against the Wizards. Now I'm hoping JB comes back comes back healthy, fuels this team back up together because God awfully, we need him. We need Marcus Smart as well. 
Um, but yeah. Now, if you've made it into this, uh, far into the show, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, really, I'm hoping this project can turn out, uh, well. Um, thank you to RJ for joining the show. Um, go check out his podcast, The Christian Six Man Podcast, on all, um, on Spotify. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping that Celtics fans and Cowboys fans can listen to this video, um, this show and I listen to what I got to say about our team. Um, I bleed green. I I bleed silver and blue and yeah, hopefully I can continue this project. Um, bring in some friends, talk about, um, sports in general and create genuine conversations about sports and how, um, how big of an impact sports is really to everybody. Um, not, not just myself, but, um, yeah, I have plenty of other topics to talk about. Follow me on Twitter. If you have it at JKD sports, all capitalized again, it's JKD sports. Um, I'll be asking questions and topics to bring fans and other sports enthusiasts into the show. Um, like for example, do some polls, hold some topics and you guys can answer and we'll discuss what you guys think about, you know, the topic at hand. Uh, but with that being said, guys, stay hungry, stay humble, stay ready. It's been yours truly, Jake Sports. And we're out.